I'm Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and small town girl from the mountains of Appalachia. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. Prayer is action all by itself, and our prayers can impact the people we love most for generations to come. I created the Million Praying Moms podcast because prayer is one of the most overlooked parts of Christian parenting today. Let's change that together. My goal is to help you see prayer not as a last resort, but as your first and best response. If you have questions about prayer or motherhood, if you need help taking the first steps toward a praying life, or if you want to know how to pray for specific needs affecting our children in today's culture, you're in the right place, friend prayer warrior or mom who's just starting the journey. All are welcome here. Let's get started. Hey friends, man, it's been a good season, hasn't it? We've learned a lot about being a parent during the adult or almost adult years. Mary DeMuth brought so much truth in our interview earlier this month. We learned how to pray through some of the common challenges our adult kids face. And today we're going to learn how to thrive when our kids leave our home. There's so much sadness that can happen as we approach this time, and certainly as we're in it and adjusting to the changes in our home and daily lives. But I believe this time can be one that is brimming over with potential. And as we end our focus on parenting adult children this month, I want to leave on a high note and give you a vision for walking into a hope-filled future. Today, I've invited my friend Monica Swanson to join us and give us three ways to thrive when our kids leave our home. Monica is a Hawaii-living, homeschooling boy mom who loves to cheer on families to live lives of faith, connection, and adventure. Her most recent book, Raising Amazing, bringing up kids who love God, like their family, and do the dishes. Can you imagine? (laughs) It's a practical guide for raising kids you actually enjoy and developing strong, faith-filled family connections. I highly recommend it to you, and I can't wait for you to glean from her wisdom today. Monica, friend, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. You're kind of an OG on the Mm. Million Praying Moms podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and your ministry. Mm, It is so fun being here. I feel like I'm just hanging out with friends, and you just are so special to me. So thank you. And yes, for anyone who doesn't know me, I am over in Hawaii. I'm on the North Shore of Oahu, where my husband and I have raised four boys And three are somehow legal adults now. So Josiah and Jonah are in California. One graduated college, one's halfway through, a little more than that. And then um, I have a just turned 19-year-old Luke who kind of makes home his base but travels the world for a professional surf career, which is super fun and stressful. And then I homeschool my son Levi, who is 12. And um, yes, I love to just uh, write and encourage moms to give a message of hope and encouragement in this process of bringing up these kids and just, you know, knowing that God has a plan, He is good, and there's so much good in this parenting journey, even though the world wants to scare us and tell us it's going to be so awful. I say, we've had a great time. It's not always smooth and easy, but oh, it is such a joy to raise up these kids to know the Lord and walk with Him, and that's what I do. Absolutely. I love how your real life mama hood just spills over so nicely (laughs) into what you talk about and what you share. 
And it's always a joy to glean from your wisdom. So we are going to spend our time today sharing practical, purposeful tips for thriving as our kids leave our home. So we're talking to moms who are like me, who have an almost adult. My son will be turning 18 in a few months and going off, taking those first steps into freedom. But we may also have some moms listening who've already taken those first steps into being a parent of an adult and are feeling, you know, maybe a lack of purpose or a lack of joy or like so much has changed and they just don't know how to process it all. You have put together three practical tips for thriving as your kids leave the home. And the first one is finding an interest, find an interest. So tell us about that. Yes. And I'm going to just say from the get-go that these probably aren't brand new or novel, but I know I've needed these reminders myself. And as people prepare for that launch season, it really helps if you've got something that you love, that you're passionate about. And I know a lot of moms work and they're like, well, I have a job and maybe that fills something in you, but it may not. And so I just encourage moms to consider some of the things maybe they once loved, maybe before kids. Did you love music? Did you love art? Were you super social? When's the last time you did a small group Bible study with a group of women? And so just consider and kind of like parenting, the first thing you try might not be it. You might take a class and say, I don't love this. That's okay. This is your season to find something. And it might be one day a week, but oh my goodness, what a difference that can make to find something you're really excited about and enjoying and learning. And there's a lot you can do online, but I encourage moms to do something that really includes other people because I think we need that people contact, finding a hobby, a passion, reigniting a love for something and really diving in. Yeah. I love that so much because I think Part of the risk that we take, and and I would be willing to bet that almost every mom who's listening right now can identify with this on some level, is that there is a risk in motherhood of kind of losing your identity. Mm -hmm. We love our children so much. There is nothing, Mm -hmm. there is nothing that we love, you know, like it's, you've heard it said that it's our hearts running around outside of our bodies. That's a very accurate description. When somebody hurts my Mm -hmm. kids, it hurts me. I can handle you hurting me. It's much more difficult for me to handle (laughs) you hurting my children. And so we get kind of wrapped up, you know, in the early years of just keeping them alive and then trying to figure out how to be the kind of mom that they need. We, We have to grow in our own faith and our own maturity so that we can lead them well, because we need to be at least a few steps ahead of them in that journey. And so there can be this sense of my whole purpose Mm. and identity was wrapped up in raising these kids. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden it's it's different. It's, it's changed. So true. It's and so, so true. Yeah, yeah, it is. What what has your experience been? Tell us a little bit about what that was like for you the first time. Right. Well, for anyone leading up to it who hasn't launched yet, including you, Brooke, I'm gonna say the hardest part for me was anticipating the launch. I was really grieving in the year leading up to it. And once my first son launched, I found that it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. And I think some of that is thanks to technology, being able to be in touch, to text message, to send DMs and have FaceTime calls, all of that. But also it helped that I still had three at home. And so for my friends who just have one child or a couple real close together, I just encourage you to acknowledge it's hard and it's okay if it's hard. Like be affirmed that this is a big step in life. And if you need that minute to grieve, if you need that minute to reflect and get kind of emotional, let your husband know, let your friends know, like pray for me because this is a big deal. 
But at the same time, I don't think it has to be traumatic. And, and especially if you've got some things going on in your life that you're growing in, what a great example to your kids as well, because they see you doing that. And that gives them a sense of security. If they feel like they're really going to make or break your sense of peace and happiness, that's not healthy. So you want to tell them, hey, I'm doing this, I'm learning that. And that really is good for them as well. Yeah. So at the same time, it's like this dual thing Mm -hmm. where it really is okay to acknowledge that this is a loss in some ways. Mm -hmm. It's a change. Maybe the better word is a change. It's not necessarily Mm -hmm. a loss. It's a change. It's a real thing. It really is this difficult or or different season. Mm -hmm. And to deny it is maybe to make it harder than it Mm -hmm. has to be. So just accepting it, but also learning to be balanced in it and finding those interests that help your kids to know that you're okay. Yes. And that you're, you know, normally functioning person who has feelings, but at the same time has interests. And I think that's actually cool because I think a lot of times, I don't know about you, Monica, but I'm not sure I realized that my parents had lives outside of me until I was (laughs) an adult. Like, you know, what do you mean you can't do what I want you to do? (laughs) So true. So I think it's a good, healthy thing. Yes, it is. Kids are very self-absorbed for sure. And I think it's good, you know, as early as possible to start talking about your stuff. I would tell my boys what I was doing. And so that when they call home, they're not trained to just talk about themselves, though that's going to be 90% of the conversation. They have learned to say, hey, mom, how are things going with you? And I think that's just a healthy too, skill building for them in relationships. Today's show is brought to you by our newest prayer guide, Praying for Your Adult Children. This resource is designed to help you know exactly what to pray for your children, empowering and equipping you in a season where most parents feel a sense of loss and a lack of purpose. If you want to find more joy, direction, and peace in this sometimes difficult season, this resource is for you. Spend two weeks journaling scripture-inspired prayers for your adult children based on verses or passages from the Bible that capture the heart of the parent-to-adult-child relationship. We've broken them up into four main categories, covering areas like praying for your adult child to learn to trust God, live out their faith, prioritize their daily responsibilities, and prioritize their marriages and family. Download your copy of Praying for Your Adult Children now when you visit today's show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that you said a little bit earlier was if you're struggling, talk to your husband. And I think Mm. that that's something that leads us kind of into point number two, which is to invest in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about the importance of that. Wow. Yes. I think this is huge because I do think that there's a lot of marriages that struggle about the time kids are getting ready to launch or launching because husbands and wives kind of look at each other and they're like, who are you? I mean, our whole lives have been wrapped around these kids for so long and and so much of what we do and plans we make really are about the kids. And so Either it could be a time where you really struggle or it could be a time where you thrive. And so, you know, I don't wait for your husband to take the lead in that. Oftentimes we wish they would. And if they don't, I say, wives, really see this as an opportunity to grow that marriage. Maybe it's time to order a new marriage book. Maybe it's time to go to a marriage conference together. Uh, But on your side of things, start to move towards your husband and let him know, yes, be honest if you're struggling, but don't make it all about the grief. Also say, how can we grow? How can we do some new things together? Maybe the two of you together, my husband and I are 
wanting to start golfing now that my youngest is a golfer. And so we're like, what can we do? We could play tennis. We could go for walks. We could golf. But finding some things to do together to grow that relationship can make a huge difference during those years. Yeah. I've always been really grateful that my husband and I actually like each other. Um, <laughs> we we love each other. We've always loved each other, but we like each other mm, too. Yeah. And we're pretty different. So it really is kind of an act of God that mm-hmm. we still do manage to really like each other and enjoy being together. One of the things that my husband has uh, frequently talked about. So our family is a, is a baseball family. Yeah. And so our kids have played baseball forever. And, and that's been kind of a lifestyle for us as well. And my husband grew up watching baseball with his dad. It's just mm-hmm. been this, you know, great way for him in particular to connect with our kids. And one of the things that we would really like to do when our kids are are out of the house is visit all of the major league baseball stadiums Mm. in the United States. Awesome. Who knows how long it'll take us to do that or, you know, but what a fun goal to have to say, this is something we really want to do together. And, and it actually kind of comes from a passion that we started as a family, much like your youngest is, you know, picked up golf and you're kind of finding, Mm -hmm. Hey, I kind of like that too, but it becomes Mm -hmm. something that defines you and your husband, not just because your kids love it as well. I think that's a great, great idea. Yes. And I'll tag on to that as well. Kind of like we talked about taking care of ourselves and what that does for our kids. I think when kids are away and they know that mom and dad are out doing something fun together, or we've set a goal, especially something that might make them a little jealous. I think that's great because that gives them that vision for marriage too. And it makes your marriage something attractive that they hope to have one day. So I think that stuff's really good. I love it when my son calls and I can say, oh, dad and I are going on a date. I'll have to call you tomorrow. And you can just tell <laughs> that that gives them a sense of security. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, I've asked our children multiple times when, when they've had friends that have gone through difficult, maybe parents separating or divorce or, you know, those kind of things. We can't keep our kids from seeing that in the world and watching their friends be heartbroken over Mm -hmm. those kind of things. And so we try to process that with our kids. And, and I said to them many times, do dad and I fight sometimes? Yes, Mm -hmm. you do. You, you, you don't Mm -hmm. always agree. Uh We are, as I said, very different in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes dad and I do fight, but have you ever had a moment in your entire life where you didn't know that you know that you know that you know that dad and I love each other and are devoted to mm-hmm. each other and the answer is no absolutely i know you yeah. love each other and it's mm-hmm. it's it's in that demonstration of you know well yes normal adults do fight but they make up mm-hmm. and they know how yeah. to work through it and they love each other and they show that they love each other and that does Commitment. create such a nurturing mm-hmm. home for your kids and gives them something to aspire to. That's really a beautiful point as well. And for your grandkids too, this is a ways away for us. And I don't, I'm not ready for it anytime soon, but I want our grandkids to want to come and be a Mm -hmm. part of our home. And, and I can't even believe I'm talking about grandkids. How did I get to this point? (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm talking about it more and more all the time. So (laughs) it happens so fast. It happens so fast. Gosh, but yeah, it's it it's that setting that loving example that gives mm-hmm. your children the freedom to fly, knowing that mm-hmm. they have this safety net to come back to and, and totally. to build on. So I love that. Yep. All right. The third tip that you give us for being able to thrive as our kids leave our home is to invest time 
in growing spiritually. And I just couldn't agree Mm. with that more. We mentioned earlier that this time sometimes for parents feels like it is lacking in purpose, Mm. but actually I think it's brimming Mm. over with purpose. And so tell us about what you mean when you say that. Oh, I just think, again, you have such an opportunity, not that anyone is necessarily sitting around bored all day just because kids left. I'm assuming everyone listening is a lot like you and I and are probably juggling a whole lot of responsibilities. And maybe some of that is ministry. But I really see this time where maybe you're not waking up to somebody that needs you right away. Or, you know, in some of those hours of the day that you're used to being involved in kids' activities, these are times that you can really grow that relationship with Jesus. And that might mean taking time to pray throughout the day. Maybe something you haven't had that opportunity to do where you can go, it's not just morning devotions. Maybe I'm going to have my Bible out and I'm going to stop and over lunch, I'm going to spend some time just in prayer for my kids and all the things they're facing and prayer for things going on in the world and for my husband. And maybe this is a first time you've had that extra time to join a Bible study or to do something more involved in ministry. But certainly Jesus is there. His relationship is always waiting. And so I say, use this time to just fall in love with him again. Maybe like you did before kids, maybe you became a Christian early in life and you remember how that felt. This might be the time to just dive in and ask him, what do you have for me? How do you want to use me? This might be a time you can get involved in mission work or some kind of outreach ministry, but wow, what an opportunity. Like you said, it's brimming over with possibility. So I just encourage ladies to just ask God, what do you have for me right now? How can we grow together? Because, oh, that is a relationship you will have all the way into eternity and nothing could be better. Yeah, absolutely. As you were talking about that, trying to find time for the Lord in the, you know, in between moments, I was kind of remembering and transported back to what that looked like for me as a a mother of littles. Mm. And I often Mm. would, I've shared this before, and it's one of those, those corny things that um, sometimes (laughs) I'm slightly embarrassed that I've shared before, but because I've shared it in writing, I will share it again here. It's (laughs) memorialized for all time. Um, When our kids were super little and I was working part-time outside of the home, I would, I I, I didn't have the time. Like you said, I, I woke up to people needing me. I got home to people needing me and it was Mm -hmm. very difficult for me to find time to be in the word in those moments, in those early years. And so I would actually, I bought this, this is dating me a little bit. I bought the entire New Testament on CD and I would listen to someone read the word to me on my Mm -hmm. 20-ish minute commute into work. And then Mm -hmm. when I got to work, I had to pump because I was still nursing one or two (laughs) of the boys, you know, I was still, still nursing. So I would go hole up in my office put the blinds down, you know, do everything that I needed to do, hook up. And I would Mm -hmm. open my Bible to the passage that I had listened to on the way to work that morning. And I would just read it again and pray and ask Mm -hmm. the Lord to show me, speak to me. I was willing to do whatever it took in those days. Mm -hmm. Like that was all I had, Monica. I needed Mm -hmm. the Lord. I needed him to pour his word into me. And I was willing to do whatever it took to get to him. I'm kind of thinking about that and like, Lord, I I want to always have that desire and desperation Mm, to get to you. So as I hear you talk about that, my question for our listeners is what will you do? What will you do? Mm. How desperately do you need the Lord in this season Mm -hmm. of your life? And what will you do to get to him? Be creative. There are ways to get to him that you might not have thought about. And it doesn't have to be this two hour long time with the Lord. Maybe Mm. it can be for the first time in Mm. your life. 
but maybe it can't mm-hmm. and that's okay too. So I have loved this so much. Monica, oh. you are always, always, always so wise and full of instruction. Oh. Thank you for being here with oh. us today. Take just a second and tell everybody how they can learn more about you. You have a new book. Give us just a brief synopsis of that and tell everybody how they can get involved with what you're doing for the kingdom. Thank you. Well, I'm just encouraged talking to you. This is good for me too. So thank you so much. And yes, my home base is my website, monicaswanson.com. And that has links to everything. My brand new book, Raising Amazing, just came out, subtitled, Bringing Up Kids Who Love God, Like Their Family, and Do the Dishes Without Being Asked. And my favorite thing to share about that book, thank you. My favorite thing (laughs) is that every chapter has a word to the dads written by my husband. So this is where you get to pass it off to your man and give him kind of the Cliff Notes version, which I just think my husband did a great job. And also all of my boys contributed. So every chapter has a thought from one of my boys kind of sharing their angle, their perspective. And that's been pretty special. That's something moms are sharing with their kids. So I would love to get to know any listeners I haven't met yet. So reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at Monica Swanson underscore. So I'd love to say hi. Thanks for hanging out with me today, friends. I hope you've enjoyed this season of talking intentionally about parenting adult or almost adult kids as much as I have. Even if your kids are young, I expect your perspectives have shifted as you've heard moms of older kids share their experiences and wisdom. As we close out, don't forget to get your copy of our prayer guide to accompany this season, Praying God's Word for Your Adult Children. You can find it along with a link to Monica Swanson's new book, Raising Amazing, Bringing Up Kids Who Love God, Like Their Family, and Do the Dishes in the show notes today at MillionPrayingMoms.com. Till next time, friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. I talk to so many moms who say, Brooke, I want to pray for my kids. I just don't know how to start. That's exactly why I wrote my digital resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children. It's your how-to guide, giving you a very short, simple, step-by-step process for how I first started praying God's Word. Download it right away, and I'm not joking, you'll be praying God's Word by this afternoon. All you need is a Bible, a notebook, and a pencil, or your phone if you prefer, somewhere to create a short list. You can find that freebie in today's show notes at millionprayingmoms.com. If you're tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling IKEA furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend Abby and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.